0: something happening here, but what it
1: is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there, telling me I've got to beware. I think it's time we stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going yeah, down? Yeah, hello and welcome to Cranky Conjuries. As always, I'm your host, Jake Domastro. And as always, I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello, Keaton.
0: Hello, how's it going?
1: Uh, not too bad. Doing a lot better than Nicolas Cage is at the end of this movie.
0: Uh, yeah, well, 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 I don't know. He's doing all right at the end of the movie. <laughs> all things considered.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I guess yeah, he
0: gets pretty fucked up. It's yeah. pretty fucked up, yeah. But he's at least not in prison for the rest no, of his life. No, he's not in at prison at the end of the movie.
1: For the rest of his life. Although who knows, maybe he ends up there later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where are we at?
0: Well, there's uh this is we're doing Lord of War part uh part two here uh you know it's a pretty serious film with some serious topics so uh beware yeah. to beware we're gonna we and might it's also on... it's, it's it has a
1: sense of humor though
0: well it, it's yeah, definitely like,
1: like not the most serious take on this n- no of course like it, but it has a serious message
0: exactly exactly and we're gonna we're gonna get serious for brief moments but obviously it's yeah a nick cage movie and there's you know, some intense stuff and some silly stuff. We're going to probably talk about all of it. So, yeah. Let's uh I guess we should just get right into it cuz cuz Let's cause get
1: on with it. Let's get on with it. Get
0: on with get on it. it. Get on with it. Yeah, so let's talk about uh just do a quick recap of what we did uh last week. Cuz I think we basically just talked about the uh uh you know, pre-production and the actual kind of true story mm-hmm. aspect we can go into like detail about the like you know post film true story yeah. which we will go into much more today uh but yeah we talked about you know victor boot yes the, the guy he's based on we talked about basically all the guys that they're based on so if you want to get into the, there's a lot of them actually a lot of yeah real people. actually
1: there were references that we actually found out later that we didn't mention on the podcast oh
0: yeah yeah
1: most of them were like references not actually like characters based on people but yeah
0: there was just like a lot of like little like yeah references and like the names of like the people yeah like one of them was like the name of of... the ship oh yeah yeah that was was one yeah Uh, it was like based on like a person who was involved we'll have to we'll have to go through these yeah yeah (laughs) Anyway, yeah, yeah. So we talked about that sort of thing and the basic facts, like who's in it, like you know the director, Nickel uh, Andrew Nickel, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, Andrew Nickel, uh, and you know all the people in it, like <laughs> such as you know the legendary Nicholas Cage, absolutely uh, legend, then the legendary, but you know, questionably so, Jared Leto. And then, the you
1: know, legendary Ethan and then the legendary <laughs> Ethan Hawke
0: and then, you know, the known yeah. Bridget Monahan. Yes. I don't know if she's legendary, but I know are we, are we know who she is.
1: Yes. More so now that we've seen this movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we talked about the kind of the pre-production, which was basically, um, just how it was all written by nickel. He got cage to produce. He liked, we talked about like, you know, what he thought about the film and everything so you know if you want all that excellent go listen to part one go listen to part one but now we're we're moving into the production so so before we get started we just have a segment that we going out we're gonna do for you because you know everybody wants it yeah and I figure people were confused as to where it was last week so we'll get it to you right right away
1: okay cool here we go. All right, Six Degrees of Star Trek. This is the segment we all love. Fuck yes. It's about the connection between this movie and Star Trek. Uh huh, uh huh. Okay. We have one direct connection, and two indirect, like one degree, like two steps. Gotcha. Okay. So, who's the direct connection? You're gonna hate this, or you're gonna love it.
0: Is it Jared Leto?
1: No, no. You're gonna hate. You're gonna hate how I did this. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Or you're gonna love how I did this. Okay. How did you do it? <laughs> okay, so the direct connection. Oh God. Is uh, not anybody who you think. Who is it? It's Mikhail Gorbachev. (laughs) Oh, you motherfucker. Is it really? Oh, my God. Not like, because he's on the TV in this movie. There's footage of him in Star Trek, Trek, you bastard. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I I appreciate it. So if you recall on the screen in this film, you have Gorbachev, like, making that speech about, you know, resigning. Yeah,
0: and... Fucking uh, Nick Cage kisses him on the forehead. kid on yeah.
1: the screen. I mean, really, he should be kissing um, fucking Boris Yeltsin, but that's beside the but point. Neither here nor there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if if he's happy about the Soviet Union falling apart, but that's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's not uh, what I'm. What we're here to talk about today.
0: So did they show that exact
1: speech? No, no. They. So okay, in Star Trek Enterprise, in the episode uh, Stormfront Part Two. Okay. Which is an episode where they go back in time to like some alternate history. Okay. Um, there's this whole part where like they show like this time stream thing, and in it you go, in it you can see a picture of or a video of Mikhail Gorbachev shaking hands with George H. W. Bush.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, here it is. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's. Nazi aliens. Nice. Yeah, that's
1: a. It's actually a two-part episode, so uh, this is the second part. Sick. Uh, they go back in time where aliens have changed the course of World War Two so that you know, uh, <laughs> the, the Nazis won.
0: They've aligned with the Nazis. Yeah.
1: Oh God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So fucking. Uh... Gorbachev is the direct connection.
1: Yeah, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, direct connection. Um, that's good. But uh, that's hilarious. Now we go through the the other ones. All right. So two of these go through Nicolas Cage.
0: Oh fuck yeah! All right.
1: Okay. We have a film that Nicolas Cage was in. Uh, wait, one second forgot what the connection was
0: what's the film
1: <laughs> uh sorry one second um so uh nick cage was in spider-man <laughs> into the spider-verse
0: oh yeah he was, yeah
1: <laughs> he was that's weird okay. um as a spider-man <laughs> sick yeah, and right. uh chris pine uh was also in that film as also spider-man
0: uh, and we uh, know who Chris Pine and is. Chris
1: Pine in the uh, Abrams verse.
0: Abrams verse, yes. Play, is
1: um Captain Kirk.
0: JJ track.
1: JJ track, yeah. <laughs> um all right. And then we have a nineteen eighty six film called The Boy in Blue, starring Nicolas Cage. Nineteen
0: eighty six. Yes. The Boy in Blue, okay.
1: Which he is supported by Christopher Plummer.
0: (laughs) Christopher Plummer, the legendary connection.
1: Exactly. Christopher Plummer was in Star Trek as General Chang. General
0: Chang was a Klingon military officer And chief of staff to Gorkum
1: Okay, yeah, there we go General Chang, uh, (laughs) it's Christopher Plummer Christopher Christopher Plummer, sorry, it's General Chang (laughs) So good Yes, so that's that's our connection Uh, The Boy in Blue, it's a film I've never seen uh, Where uh,
0: Yeah, what is The Boy in Blue?
1: Nicolas Cage plays A Canadian competitive Rowing champion
0: Oh, come on, how could that be bad? Who knows 1986, that's That's like. It's a really
1: early Nicholas Cage. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: like. Very early Nick Cage. Actually, how could that be good now that I'm looking at it?
1: Oh, who knows? Oh, it's based based on a
0: true story. Christopher Plummer's in it. Yeah. All right. We'll have to see. One of the first scholars to successfully utilize the sliding seat. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Extreme. I don't know anything about rowing, but, wrong, but I guess uh, I guess
0: the seat didn't slide before and now it does. Wow. Mhm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So that's, there we go. That's
1: six degrees of Star Trek. All right. So, so we can move. Let on me to know it. if you hate my Gorbachev connection.
0: <laughs> I'm sure some will hate it, but I'm on your side. Okay. I uh, I'm on your side with it.
1: He appears on screen in yeah. both of them. Yeah. As himself. Yeah.
0: So that counts. That's him. That's and, it. Yeah. He's in both as himself.
1: Exactly. Do you ever see that Pizza Hut ad that he's in? No. It's really weird.
0: Hold on one second. <laughs> Look it up. It's bizarre.
1: <laughs> uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Pizza Hut. It was made in like the 90s. Oh. There he is. There he is. What the? F- <laughs>
0: This is weird. Because of him, we have Pizza Hut. Is a kid gonna say, because of him, we have Pizza Hut? No,
1: nah, the Babushka.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good point. Hell's good, one with I'm good, thank you. Wow. Nothing big brings people together like a nice hot pizza from Pizza Hut. Even the fractured <coughs> Soviet Union. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> anyway, wow. a little bit I of history found, there. That's excellent.
0: That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, all right. So let's talk about the. Uh, let's move on to the production then. Uh, um basically now they have all their money which was uh, what was it exactly 42 to 50 million is what it says here there's two sources
1: okay so around um, let's say 45 million yeah,
0: approximately and it made 72.6 million yeah. but um but yeah so they have their budget and we were talking a lot about how like you know uh, a big part of why they got their budget was because Nick Cage is, was in it was movie. in it
1: yeah exactly uh,
0: especially because they they had trouble uh getting allegedly getting financing from American sources because Because of of the the
1: military-industrial complex, allegedly. (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly. again, uh, that's all alleged, but that's that's what they they seem to think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, once they got their money, they they, they needed to get their location. So, basically, everything that is in Africa was shot in South Africa. Okay. Um, Not only that, everything, such uh, places like Beirut the caribbean and south america all south africa
1: oh really well i mean south africa actually has like a really wide range of different kinds of landscapes absolutely yeah yeah, it's actually i mean it's a really big country exactly like
0: it's got a lot of biomes
1: yeah i feel like when you look at a map you like i mean most african countries you actually don't realize how big they are
0: yeah yeah they are really big and after the continent of africa is like underrepresented on in terms of like how big it actually is. Well, yeah, because
1: of the Mercator projection. Go look that up. Yeah, but exactly, like, we don't yeah. have time to explain that right yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um,
0: um, but yeah, so the Czech Republic stood in for uh, Ukraine. Okay. Um, and New York was, in fact, New York. Okay. I was a bit
1: confused about that
0: last week. I was, okay, I thought, so
1: it was New York, yeah.
0: Yeah. We did mention the. Uh, we mentioned the 3,000 guns. Uh, that they bought yeah. and sold back, but we didn't mention. Did you want to mention that one little detail? Okay. Yeah. That they, uh,
1: <laughs> so um, he, yeah, he has this big monologue where he's talking about like AK forty sevens and all that, and how like you know, uh, he just how much the AK forty seven is like you know the
0: ubiquitous the
1: ubiquitous gun, and then they pan over like this wall rack of guns. Yeah. And the guns in the racks are not (laughs) AK-47s. No, they are... um, um, Okay, wait, do you have the the model?
0: It says here, it is a... Wait for it. It is a VZ-58. Sample VZ-58.
1: Yeah, so apparently that's like a Czech weapon, I believe. And it apparently looks like an AK-47, ah, but a, has nothing to do with it internally.
0: It's the In German, it's the Model 58 submachine
1: gun. That makes sense. Okay. But yeah, so um, from what I understand, they bought 3,000 real guns yeah. because it was cheaper than buying prop guns.
0: Than buying prop AKs. Than buying but, prop AKs, so <laughs> yeah. And what they said is that... Uh, uh, um, so, for every close-up where they were, like, showed, because apparently from the bottom, it looks a lot like an AK, except, like, only really, like, you know, gun nerds would be able to tell yeah. the difference from the bottom. So, that's why, so, in the Well, rack, I did
1: notice in the close-up, you can see there's text on it, because the close-up that's a real AK, you can see that it everything's written in Russian.
0: Yeah, they used actual... AK models, yeah. For so yeah. The, the whenever there's like a close-up of yeah. AK, that's not a real gun. But right, yeah. A lot of the guns, like in the background, are real yeah. guns. but 3, I presume 3, the the
1: ones on the racks wouldn't have text on them written in Russian.
0: Yeah, exactly. No. Those those were those were the the three thousand yeah, okay, non- yeah, yeah AKs yeah. in the racks because they were. Easier to hide that they weren't actually AKs. Yes,
1: but they were real guns. So weird. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, there's like behind the
0: scenes footage of like the armory guy because they had an armory guy. Well, you have to.
1: I mean, for reasons that we all know. Yeah. There's explosions and (laughs) shit. Yeah, exactly. He was
0: explaining to a bunch of extras. He was like, "So these are real weapons. So be careful with them. Like, don't get sand in them because you might have you might have to fire them later."
1: (laughs) Ah, yeah, jeez. Like, okay, jeez. Yeah. Um.
0: And uh, Andrew Nichol described the whole experience of buying and selling back at a discount. Yes. For 3,000 guns. He said it was a sobering experience because of how easy it was.
1: Yeah. So, like, that's one of the things I thought was really really weird about this movie is that, like, the people making the movie were, like... I don't know, like, if you could fully say they were, like, engaging in the very things that the movie was, like... No, but they Talking were... about, but they were, like entering into that world yeah enough yeah.
0: that it raises an eyebrow yeah doesn't exactly it? it's like a little weird
1: but like i mean i guess you could say like part of that's like you know research for the film yeah, you, know, but, you gotta it, get it, to know that element
0: but it, get, it goes further than that because there's yeah. the tanks too
1: oh right okay so yeah so but like let's just like uh finish up this thing with the gun so basically yeah, yeah. what happened is like they bought them yeah. from an arms dealer yeah and then they sold them back to that arms dealer, and then who knows what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. They probably <laughs> like, went back into... Liberia sur- yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, so... And they sold them at a discount, so...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, someone made money.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, and then there's the tanks... Which was there's a scene you know where he's standing beside like thirty tanks and it looks like that's like you almost think like no way that's a real like fucking... yeah so
1: those were all real tanks right yeah exactly um and they were they were Czech tanks right
0: um well I don't know that they're
1: specifically... no but they were from the Czech military right well yeah
0: they were from a, the Czech a Czech arms dealer
1: oh okay I see um, so but basically they were they basically rented them for the film basically but they they only had a certain amount of time with them because they were about to send those tanks to libya that's what which the... is pretty fucking sketchy because yeah yeah,
0: yeah there were so was, yeah as a private arms dealer who owned them and he was like yeah you can use them i just need them back by december yeah so that i can
1: send them to mobile <laughs> so i can sell them to
0: libya yeah, yeah. and this is like yeah exactly uh, yeah so that's again further shadies but yeah. again it gets further Gets even... There's more, because the the airplane,
1: okay? Yeah, the Antonov whatever-whatever. Yeah. The thing that they stripped. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that uh, was apparently uh, uh, um, an actual airplane, an actual arms dealer's airplane that they rented, again, from an arms dealer.
1: (laughs) And uh, uh, the same producer... Because I would think that that plane, that's basically like a cargo plane. Like, would they actually need to have, like... Well,
0: because it's like an old... Uh, Soviet, basically, like... So it's, uh, a, it's a specific type of plane, yeah. and they were in South Africa. So they're like, where are, are we going to get this specific type of plane that we right. need for this movie in South Africa? Right. We're going to have to contact an arms dealer. Oh, God. <laughs> so they did, and they got it from an arms dealer, and according to the producer, the... the, the they said the plane had been, quote, running guns just a week earlier yeah. prior to the film. It's and, like, it, and he was, like, bragging about that. No, no, but, like, like,
1: this really, like, kind of illustrates the point that I think the movie was going to make. The yeah. movie's trying to make. Because, like, let's say they weren't a film crew. Let's say they were a terrorist organization. It's, it's like true. It's How like, easy would how it be? How easy been? is it to get all these guns and planes that's, and even tanks?
0: That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It does almost, like... Bring more attention to that fact.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And the, the Russian, they said, "quote The Russian crew said it was authentic." I don't know right. what that means. That <laughs> was, like the actual Russian crew flying it, or the, yeah, I well, know. I
1: don't know. Were they flying it with the same crew that they that, that was running guns?
0: That's a good question. They didn't say so. But because
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I don't you know. have to get like a set of pilots that is specifically rated on that aircraft, right? So. Probably. probably. yeah, it's probably the <laughs> arms dealing fucking yeah.
0: violence. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. But that this that whole scene is actually pretty fucking cool, the whole plane scene. Yeah.
1: When they take it apart, that's all CGI, from what I recall. Right? I believe yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, because they could. This is they had to give back to this They had to dealer. give the plane back. <laughs> um But when they landed the plane, obviously there's tons of people on the ground. They didn't, you know, do that in real life, obviously. Yeah. They did a like they did plates basically. They did like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for the for the close-ups. However, they did um for they they did for they used like force perspective to get mm-hmm. the uh the shot where like everybody like ducks when the plane's like, oh yeah so they basically they had the plane like land a half mile down the road from a bunch of actors who mm-hmm. had dropped when you know it was it was all all planned. They still had to fucking land a plane on a on a dirt road. So yeah. like how do you make that a big plane? A big plane, exactly. Dangerous plane to land on such a road. So, how do you fucking make that work?
1: Presumably, Nicholas Cage wasn't in it at the time.
0: I don't believe he was. (laughs) Okay, it was just the rush. Presumably,
1: he didn't land the plane. No. No, although I I would love to see that. But we saw He Can Fly a Plane. We know he can (laughs) in our last last Nicolas
0: Cage film. We've seen this, yes.
1: He can fly a plane. He knows. Although he does make many mistakes as we went over in How to Fly a Plane. (laughs) So he
0: doesn't actually know how to fly a plane in that movie.
1: In the context of the movie, he's supposed to know how to fly a plane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So to make
0: this possible, they... uh, they got it. They actually rented an airfield, mm-hmm. and they just covered it in dirt oh, and that, sod. Okay, I see. So it like, I I was watching like a video of them do it, and it looked like a lot of work. Like they're yeah, fighting, you know, oh
1: they're just like dumping bags of soil and shit all over the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: exactly. So, I mean, still that seems like it'd be pretty dangerous, even to you know, you covering a runway with dirt. But still, yeah. it's a little better than actually doing it on an uneven dirt road.
1: Yeah, um, well, I think you're supposed to be able to land a plane in a field if you really need to. If you need to, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So...
1: I mean, I don't know. Pilots come at me. Maybe that's completely false.
0: It's true. I mean, it depends on the plane, I'm I sure. mean, I guess
1: you can land a plane on water if you really want to. Yeah, well, Sully. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nick Cage crashed a plane. Sully Sullenberger crashed a plane.
1: I see no difference.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is there... Is there any pilot movies about successful pilots? Oh, yeah. Well, catch me if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun doesn't count because Goose dies. Right. Anyway, spoiler for Top Gun. Listen to Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, speaking of flying things, actually, that's an excellent segue. So you remember the scene where there's that fucking, like, he's like talking about how gruesome it is and there's like he shows up at his hotel and there's like a vulture picking at the picking at the corpse yeah. on the ground um they were fucking uh, uh, uh apparently that vulture was like super uh terrifying yeah because <laughs> it was huge nick cage called it a dinosaur yeah this is in south africa yeah yeah and he said it was eating baby vultures i don't know how true oh, that was It's just what nick cage said yeah. But um, apparently the guy who was lying on the ground was, as the producer was saying, when they auditioned him, he was able to lie very still for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So they gave him that role. But apparently the vulture was like pecking at him wow. the whole time. And Did he... he
1: know when he was auditioning there was going to be a real vulture?
0: Who knows? <laughs> they, they didn't say.
1: Also, is this just some random vulture or was this some kind of like...
0: It was a trained vulture. Trained I'm animal. Sure. Okay, yeah. oh, I see. It was a trained animal, yeah. But the trainer was still like you'll have to protect you'll, the only way the vulture's going to jump on you is if it actually thinks you're dead oh, okay, so you yeah. have to like lay perfectly still and like mm. yeah um, but yeah so the fucking vulture was like pecking at his hand and shit and he was like just had to lay there still so that guy is like perhaps the best actor in the film
1: yeah Hoping, um, I hope he got paid enough <laughs> I hope so so somehow I doubt it
0: <laughs> I sincerely sincerely doubt it <laughs> Maybe he made 42 of that 45 million. Yeah,
1: so (laughs) who knows?
0: I don't know. He could have. So, South Africa, they also shot in the desert. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about films shooting in the desert before.
1: It's not easy, it's It's also hot.
0: It's hard, it's hot. It's fucking. It's difficult. They were saying uh, it was got up to one hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, during the shoot, which is for our Canadian listeners.
1: Well, for not for our Canadian listeners, for everybody in the whole fucking world. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry for for our reasonable
1: listeners is what, <laughs> okay. I, is what I meant to say. <laughs> for <It's>, most countries.
0: <laughs> for yeah, for for the non crazy people, that's forty eight approximately 49 degrees celsius right so that's hot as all holy fuck indeed so and the scene with the plane that whole thing because like they had to get the 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 Mm -hmm. airfield they had to set it up they had to shoot they had to tear it down that took 30 consecutive hours of shooting to to get and there was tons of shit like that apparently like it was just a very difficult difficult shoot. shoot like Except for you know Jared Leto, who was talking about how he went on safari safari twice. Oh and he yeah. He was like, "Oh, you know, I didn't have the same workload as Nick Cage did, so I could just go off
1: and do whatever I wanted." Yeah, I guess he's not in that much of the movie, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Especially in South Africa, so he has to be there for the shit that he's there. Oh, because
1: he's in like yeah, because he's only in one scene in Africa. He's right? in like three
0: scenes, but like. Okay,
1: right, because the Lebanon was Africa. Everything was Africa. Yeah, everything, everything was that Africa, wasn't.
0: Yeah america or, or ukraine. ukraine was but i don't think he was go. ever in ukraine in the movie
1: was he no i don't think so
0: yeah i don't think so yeah. uh, but that's yeah that's when they blew up the truck yeah um that's it's just all fucking yeah painful so <laughs> the production designer apparently was uh what's his name hold on let's get his name here um production design uh, Jean Vincent Puzo. Puzo, he's a production designer. He was a he was trained as an architect, mm-hmm. um, and he, he he was saying that, yeah, in most movies, there's at least a few sets that aren't as important as the other sets, so you can kind of like take it a little bit more easy on those ones, mm-hmm. and then on the important sets, you really focus and put all your effort in that one.
1: So, which were the ones in this that didn't matter?
0: He said there were none in this movie that oh, were like that. He was okay, like, yeah. he was 100% had to give her on every fucking set. It was right. very, 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 because they were all it's very, because each scene in this movie is kind of very specific and it's like, yeah, it does jump to look. Yeah. Locale. They're also
1: all over the place. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and apparently, he was saying when he was designing it, he had like bullets and bullet chambers in his mind. So he's got kind of these like curved mm-hmm. things, and like I don't know. He they I the, the I didn't really recognize it from the movie, but they showed some yeah. concept art. Well, I'm just thinking kind of like it.
1: like when he goes to meet uh, the Liberian guy in like that big opulent palace and shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Was that like a set?
0: No, I think that was an actual... Or was that an actual building? That was an actual building, I believe. Yeah. Um, in South
1: Africa. <laughs> yeah, presumably.
0: But I don't actually know what building that was. Right. Um, but I guess, okay, I, I hated on Jared Leto a lot because of his safaris, but, you know, Nick Cage went on a safari as well, apparently. Oh, yeah. According to him, he says he went on a great white shark safari, and he swam right up to them. And he was, he was like, face-to-face face with them, and hes he, was, he seemed like it was a very... I hope
1: that that was properly safe. <laughs> I'm sure I, it was. I... He was, like, in a
0: shark cage
1: or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's, like, uh, such but... a
0: hilarious Nick Cage activity. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> like, I'm
0: going go face to go face-to-face with the shark. With a great white shark. Like, it's the only animal that understands me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. He is the shark. He is the shark. Yeah. Yeah um it's basically uh, that's it it's fucking harrowing as shit like long hours in south africa and you know because most of the film isn't shot in south africa
1: yeah indeed but
0: we've got another segment for you in fact we've got a few more segments for you but this next one's uh this next one's pretty real you know it gets down to the bottom It is time to talk about the truth.
1: The logical negation of falsehood.
0: Precisely.
1: So from what I understand, we're uh, getting to the bottom of uh, all the conspiracies about, uh, you know, the military-industrial complex and all that, right? Oh, yeah, (laughs) obviously, of course. Nine Eleven, inside job. I didn't say it. You said
0: it. Steel beams can't melt these. They need a higher temperature.
1: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say steel beams can't melt jet fuel. (laughs) this. Debate is too stupid to talk about, so I will uh, <laughs> defer on that.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah. I uh, I agree. Um, um, okay,
1: so we're getting to the bottom of something.
0: Yeah, well, there's two things I wanted to talk about. I kind of wanted to talk about, like, fucking... Because this movie gets pretty fucking graphic about Oh, we want to tie up
1: the loose ends. What? About, ends. you know, how, you know, normally... You know, sometimes when you have, like, a biographic movie, it says, like, and then this happened after the movie. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, we're
0: yeah. going to do that for sure. There's kind of two parts to this. Yeah, We've exactly. got to, yeah. Because
1: a lot of things happened in in real life after this movie.
0: A number of things, yeah. yes. Exactly. Um, so, but f- f- first we're going to talk about uh, 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 kind of the the revolutionary United Front, which is portrayed in this movie.
1: Without um, actually being named
0: without a, actually they might be named not like vocally, but I think you might see it written somewhere. okay. I'm trying to remember if you do. Um, but basically, th- this is the Sierra Leone scene. They who they're the rebel army who commits the atrocities that get Jared Leto killed, basically
1: right. okay. so I don't i I, I didn't actually really look into. All the actual stuff that happened. But so there was some kind of connection between uh, Liberia and Sierra Leone and stuff that happened in Sierra Leone?
0: Exactly. So Charles Taylor, who is the guy that uh, Baptiste, is that his name yeah, in the movie? Yeah,
1: Baptiste. Or Andre Baptiste? Yeah. In he, the film.
0: He basically, for the first. Year of the Ruf's mm-hmm. fight, he financed them. He basically okay. like gave them money and arms, and uh, 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 sent mercenaries. And he basically he, he gave them the tools they needed, and the, right. he, they followed his kind of
1: right. Okay, playbook,
0: and yeah, they're 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 pretty horrifying, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, so they committed like war crimes in Sierra Leone.
0: Exactly, and they did uh, uh, basically everything. That you, I'm not going to go into too much detail because, you know... Oh,
1: right, because I, I think yesterday, I uh, was sorry, not yesterday, last time afterwards, we were checking out what all the crimes this guy was uh, convicted of was. Yeah,
0: it was pretty horrifying, yeah. this list of crimes. It just like it went on and on yeah. and on and on, and they were just worse than, each one worse than the last. And, uh, uh, um... But yeah, the 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 Ruf was guilty of like basically everything that you saw in the movie, yeah. and then
1: some. Exactly. So
0: just watch the movie, the Sierra Leone shit. that's 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 real. It's terrifying. Um. But I I just wanted to bring that up because I think
1: yeah pers- yeah.
0: Because I just wanted because I think there's a... we we were talking about last week how this movie crosses the line into racist occasionally like it kind of could be considered that occasionally yeah I
1: don't think that scene no, was that though. but that's what I'm trying to yeah. say is that
0: I just didn't I didn't want to like confuse yeah. the fact that they were there was a yeah. lot of accuracy exactly to, yeah. to what was being like shown. I think
1: the, the scene where they stripped down the plane can get like a little Not, bit that, sh- was, shaky. The one, that yeah. was
0: the worst one I think yeah I mean, we mentioned that last week but but, yeah but, but yeah there was there was They were pretty accurate with some of the atrocities shown and discussed. Yeah. And they were even, you know, they took it easy on us.
1: Yeah. Despite this movie actually being rated R, as we discussed.
0: Yeah. It could have been a lot, a lot, a lot more graphic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but that's, that's the first kind of dark thing. But now we're going to kind of get into the, the still dark, but it's got, it's got more.
1: Are we talking about Charles Taylor? Are we talking about?
0: No, no, we're talking about Victor Boot now.
1: Okay. So do we know if Victor Boot was selling guns to Sierra Leone?
0: Actually, I don't know if we know for sure. Let's right. let's look into him, hold on. Cause well there's a few things that we want to talk to talk about with Victor Boot. Yes. So the first thing that I think we, we wanted to mention is that he actually was
1: arrested. So he went to prison. Yes. After this movie was made. Yes. Shortly afterwards, as well.
0: Very shortly after. So let's find out exactly because he was charged. He was a charged. Well, he was arrested in Thailand mm-hmm. in two thousand and eight. Yeah. And this movie came out in two thousand and five. Um. And then from Thailand, he was uh, uh uh extradited um
1: to the United States to the United States
0: yeah. uh you with cooperation with Interpol and mm-hmm. the U S. Um. And then in 2011, he was convicted in Manhattan uh, of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and officials, Mm -hmm. delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and providing aid to a terrorist organization. Um, And he was sentenced to 25 years imprisonment. So let's see what terrorist organization he was. So it looks like guilty of Colombian rebel arms deal. So that was the FARC thing we were talking about. Yeah. Last mm-hmm. week, I, I imagine. Yes. Um, so, yes, he's sentenced to 25 years in prison. Um, he's been in uh, prison since 2012. However, he's been in the news recently.
1: Yes. Okay. So, uh, I believe, well, uh, recently in the news, uh, we are hearing a lot about, uh, you know, I guess would you call her now a uh, hostage in Russia?
0: I would call her that. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Britney Griner is is right now in prison in Russia on quote unquote drug smuggling charges, but basically it's clearly politically motivated. Yeah, like clearly Russia's trying to like get some fucking uh, trying to trade something, right?
0: Yeah, they're trying to get some yeah
1: get something in return. Um,
0: yeah, really shitty situation that she's in. So, where do you want to start with this? Because yeah. there's, there's a lot. So, okay,
1: so basically, it has been brought up that uh, that one of the people who might be traded for Brittany Griner would be Victor Boot yeah. because for some reason I don't completely understand, but the Russians seem to really want him back.
0: Which is concerning. Yeah, that honestly concerns the and, fuck uh, out of me.
1: And you know, uh, you know, all around good guy Sergey Lavrov seems to think that. Oh like, God! Yeah, you know, all around really <laughs> that above was, that board was, guy. That yeah. was
0: sarcasm.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He he maintains that uh, that uh, Victor Boot is completely innocent.
0: Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Well, if he says it, it must yeah, be exactly. true. exactly. <laughs> um, he's never said anything. He's never
1: lied about anything at all. No, absolutely not. Um, so I was like, "What else?" Because uh, she was just basically
0: uh, Brittany Griner was just, just sentenced.
1: Found- yeah. Yeah, just sentenced nine to nine years, years in, in prison. prison. And that was as uh, of
0: recording. Yeah. That was like yesterday.
1: Yes. Uh but I mean, presumably the Russians fully don't expect her to actually serve that because
0: No, I think they're just trying to create yeah, more leverage. Exactly, yeah.
1: Like, um so basically uh there was another American also jailed in Russia and uh, that they that the Americans also want back. So I believe originally they uh they were like, "Okay, we'll give you Victor Boot if you give us both of them." But then the Russians were like, "Well, we like Victor, but he's not worth that much." Right. Yeah, well,
0: there's a former mar- Marine.
1: Yeah, Paul Whelan, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: been sentenced to 16 years in prison. Yeah. On spying charges that his family and he said are false.
1: Yeah. Um but basically uh it seems that the Russians have confirmed I think that they want Victor back.
0: Yes, they have finally actually confirmed that, at least according to um, Bill Richardson, mm. who is a, uh, a former governor uh, of New Mexico, but he's also been very involved in prisoner exchanges okay. in the United States for, okay. for many, many years. Right. He's a former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, according to him, Uh, he's he believes as of again recording today Mm -hmm. he believes uh, uh, that quote uh, the US and Russia are moving in the right direction because they've done it before despite the fact that the relationship between the United States is and Russia is toxic yeah Um, so I think both sides are moving in the right direction and I'm optimistic
1: okay so, um, eventually. It, it seems like, unfortunately, Victor Boot might end up going free. Seems like he might. But, you know, such is the situation with prisoner exchanges.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how it goes.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: According to the same, the same guy, he said, I think it's not going to be a two-for-one deal. I think it's going to be a two-for-two.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they'll find some other horrible fucking dude in American yeah. prison and send him to Russia. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right.
0: Um, so I've also got an article here, but from uh, Michael Brown, or I assume it's Brown, um, who was involved in the U.S. effort to to capture Victor, Victor Booth. Boot? Yeah. And he basically kind of wrote a article about. Why they?
1: It's why they shouldn't send him back. Basically, yeah. why they shouldn't send him free. I which mean, I, get. I fully understand the feeling there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because if you like, you know, you did this. Fuck! If he, he's basically, he's basically in the movie. He's, uh, he's uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he basically is. Yeah. So. Um, like, was I can fully understand, like, because Ethan Hawke's frustration at the end, like, after, like, yeah. they set him free, right? That's this basically, is, that's 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 basically happening is, in real life right now. Right now, exactly. So it's like, yeah, I don't I don't blame the guy who, like, spent all this time, like, fucking trying to catch Victor Boat being, yeah. like, pissed that he's getting set free.
0: He said... Because,
1: uh, from what I understand, he does certainly not deserve to be set well, free. Well,
0: I can't say. He said, um, believe to be... This is... Um, yeah. Um... This is, uh, what's his name?
1: Brown. Michael Brown, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Ethan Hawk, sorry. Yeah, e- Ethan Hawk. I served in government for 35 years, the last four of them as an assistant administrator in chief operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. Um, in that capacity, I had ultimate oversight over the operation that led to Boots' arrest and incarceration. Mm-hmm. Um... He, uh, he began dealing Soviet-made weapons in the 1990s. By 2003, he'd become the world's preeminent arms trafficker, mm-hmm. flooding weapons to U.S.-designated yeah. terrorist organizations, insurgent groups, narcotics cartels, and rogue regimes all over the world. Um could transport tanks helicopters and weapons by the tons to virtually any point in the world right so he was he was fucking big deal he did particular damage in africa where insurgent and terrorist groups slaughtered hundreds of thousands of innocents with his weapons Mm -hmm. inspiring the Nicolas cage film lord of war yep (laughs) um weapons that boots sold to the taliban were used against u.s and nato forces in afghanistan um let's see trading boot would also encourage Moscow and other rogue regimes to take Americans hostage is what he's arguing, which I don't know if that's a totally fair argument. Cause it's like, I feel like that motivation kind it's of been exists going on for already. a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he was apprehended while meeting DA operatives, posing as members of the revolutionary armed forces of Colombia. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, all in all, not a good situation. Uh, you know, uh, like we really hope that like Brittany Griner gets to come home soon and Paul Whelan as well gets yeah. to come home soon. Uh, but it's obviously this guy is, is, is real bad, he, <laughs> real, real
0: bad. He's for, he, he goes on to write, <laughs> yeah. as experts on Russia often quip. There's really no such thing as a, quote, former Russian intelligence officer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so um, actually, that kind of ties into the movie a little bit because uh, there's a whole bit where, like, you know, the Americans are, like, uh, they basically... um, They're basically okay with Nicolas Cage doing what he does because uh, he supplies weapons to the people that they can't be seen supplying them to. I mean, you know, read between the lines here, but, you know, maybe that's what the Russians were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That likely explains why Moscow has fought so hard to get him back.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Um following boots arrest the russian government denounced the charges and summoned the thai ambassador in moscow Yeah, it then covertly deployed money and influence an attempt to scuttle his extradition to the united states So they were really since the second he was arrested. They were on him
1: So yeah, pretty sketch all-around uh yeah.
0: Hey, look at this. We've mentioned this before. What Moscow could just as easily put him back to work planning and ex- executing clandestine supply missions in support of Russian proxies like the Wagner Group in Africa, Venezuela, and other hotspots.
1: Did we mention the Wagner Group on air?
0: I think we have. Oh, did we?
1: I don't think so. I think I just. I think we were talking about them offline. Oh,
0: okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Either way. But also, real sketchy people.
0: <laughs> sketchy as fuck. And yeah. The point being is Michael Brown is not convinced he should go free, but... We
1: Neither want, am I, no, but... No one is. No one
0: is. <laughs> no one is, but we want innocent yeah. fucking people yeah, so to it's, not it's, be it's, rotting it's, and rushing jail. Yeah, so, so it's, it's,
1: it's all around a bad situation, yeah, so... it's... I... I don't know.
0: I don't know, but that's...
1: <laughs> and that if, is... Yeah. That's
0: the fucking truth, though. That's the
1: truth, indeed. Okay, well, okay, let's, let's end this with some, like... Let's talk about, uh...
0: Oh, Charles Taylor? Charles
1: Taylor, because he is in prison. He is in prison, <laughs> yes, that's true. actually, let's talk about that. That is satisfying, yeah, yeah. Why <laughs> okay. don't we
0: pull, up, pull up some of that? Yeah. Because, yeah, there's a lot of details about him that are yeah. pretty horrifying.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we already talked about his connection to the Sierra Leone situation, which is already real bad. Yeah,
0: but, but I wanted, yeah, let's just, because he was, uh... Disappearance and arrest. Mm. Um, he was arrested in Liberia. That's mm-hmm. a... And then trial. 17 counts for war crimes and crimes against humanity. Committed during the conflict in Sierra Leone. Yeah. So that's what he got
1: charged with.
0: Um, under the, uh, let's see, where's the list? Where's yeah, the yeah list? there was like at
1: least like 11 counts of like Basically, Crimes Against Humanity.
0: Um,
1: But essentially, uh, he was arrested, tried, and uh, now he is uh, sitting in some maximum security prison in the UK.
0: Yeah, he was... Okay, so he was found guilty of acts of terrorism, Mm -hmm. murder violence to life health and physical or mental well-being of persons in particular murder Mm -hmm. rape sexual slavery and other form of sexual violence outrages upon personal dignity violence to life health Mm -hmm. and physical or mental well-being of persons in particular cruel treatment other inhumane acts conscripting or enlisting children under the age of 15 years into armed forces or groups or using them to participate actively in hostilities enslavement pillaging and yeah so it's 11 counts all of which he was found guilty of so that's yeah he at his trial he claimed he was a victim
1: yeah okay <laughs> so
0: yeah Good lord so yeah um, in 2013 taylor was transferred into british custody
1: yeah
0: um how long is he gonna be in jail i for? believe Hopefully. forever <laughs> confirmed his guilt in the penalty of 50 years in prison that
1: so see, probably the rest of his hopefully
0: life. Hopefully the rest of his fucking godforsaken life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's at least a little bit happy that he's no longer roaming free. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this movie contributed to the arrest of Victor Boot, who might unfortunately later go free, yes. but we'll see how that happens, uh, and the arrest of Charles Taylor.
0: Yes. So pretty good work. Yeah, you know, good like, work, Nick. Yeah, good work, Nick. And Nick, as we mentioned last week, he became involved in like, like, uh, uh, I forget specifically what the organization was, but it was like specifically about like small arms trading yeah. and like active like mm-hmm. trying to stop it. But I don't remember what it was called. But yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh, the truth. Um, eh, pretty intense this week. Pretty intense. Pretty true. Um, yeah, very true. But. We've got one last segment, and that's just our uh, our final thoughts on this this film.
1: Yeah. Okay. Get us started. All right. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's like it's like better. It's like it's way better than you expect. One hundred percent. Uh, you know, it's got some like creative, you know, sequences in it, like the. The whole opening sequence with oh, the yeah. bullet, like oh. I really like that. Only it's held a little bit back by the the CGI yeah. technology they yeah, had.
0: You can move past it. It's it's easy yeah. to get past, it, but it's true. But it's, it's true. Bit, it's uh, yeah. noticeable.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know it was it was it was cleverly written. I think. Uh, yeah, so I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten.
0: Yeah, I would say that this is a yeah. It's a I. It's a quite. Good movie, yeah, but not quite a great movie. No,
1: it's not a great movie, but it's it's a good movie. It's worth watching. It's a pretty, pretty it's good movie. It's got a movie lot, that's a lot. Yeah, it's got a lot going for it's it. It's got right. a lot going for it, uh, and it's got an occasion in it. And, and um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that.
0: That's pretty much a, a a victory.
1: Exactly. Um, and you know, hopefully it did some good in the world.
0: Hopefully, yeah, and you know, we'll see what goes on with Victor. I'm sure we'll keep you updated on that story, but. You know. We'll see. At least he served some time in prison, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie, yeah. Nick Cage. Good movie, Andrew nickel Uh give it a watch.
1: Yeah. And next time you eat Pizza Hut, think of Mikhail Gorbachev.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'll There's no way not to now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um yeah, so that's it. That's that's our episode for this week. Uh, All right. Oh yeah,
1: shout out to the Germans for t- tuning in. Ah, that's just good. All right. That's have a good.
0: That's good. We are. Uh, uh, just last, I wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, befo- we're,
1: we're okay.
0: Just before we go. This is
1: episode ninety-seven, right? I believe so. Okay, we're getting close to hundred.
0: Yeah. So get ready. Get I, ready.
1: It's gonna be a big episode. Yeah, we've got yeah. a lot. Oh, are we doing an episode next week?
0: Oh, good point. No, we probably aren't.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh we are on vacation next week.
0: Yeah, we are. We are taking but, our But
1: uh but we we will be back after that.
0: Yes, we'll be back with episode 97, the final series before our 100 episode series. Yeah, wow.
1: It's pretty so exciting. yeah, 90 it'd be 98 and 99. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Works out perfectly.
0: It's very good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks uh, for
1: listening. Have a have a good time.
0: Have